Hey, what's up everyone? This is Joseph with the Cardinal Rule and I am doing something a little bit different today. I'm doing my first standalone podcast. Um, I've set up this podcast channel as sort of a, an extension of the YouTube channel and mostly what you're going to find on here um, are the, <clears throat> the audio from the live streams, but I thought I would do an actual podcast in and of itself. So uh, this is going to be a podcast where I'm going to talk about uh, my experience going to the Cardinals game against the Falcons. Um, you may know I live in Georgia, so I tried to get to a Cardinals game, a road game somewhere here in the South. And this year the Cardinals were playing in Atlanta. And so obviously it worked out nicely for me. Uh, I live about two and a half hours from Atlanta. Uh, so I'm going to talk about my experience of the game. Uh, had a really great experience. I'm also talk about some of the observations I have from the game um, so, you know, I went up to the game with my friend, Nathan, a good buddy of mine. And, uh, one of his friends, uh, had a great time, uh, Mercedes Benz stadium. It is a really great new stadium. Um, and, and the seats we had were really fantastic. Uh, so, you know, we were over on the Cardinal side, uh, you know, at the, the kind of the first level, uh, maybe like three rows from, from, from the field. So, um, you know, had great seats, got to see the warm ups, and really had a great time. Uh, and, you know, got to meet some really neat people, um, you know, uh, just, you know, a few seats over from me was uh, the Cardinals 2022 fan of the year, Susan ha um, Housen. I hope I pronounced your name Susan correctly. If I didn't, I apologize. Uh, and a good friend of hers was there and I got to, you know, go say hey to them for a minute and got a selfie and Susan was fantastic. Uh, super wonderful. Uh, it was really neat to meet her. Uh, you know, I ran into a, a, another gentleman uh, um, who's a, a part of the, the Cardinal Rule community, a subscriber. Uh, he goes, he has a Twitter handle, the other guy two three one, and he was sitting uh, just not far from me, and he tweeted at me, and uh, got to say hey to him and his son on the way out. And he, during the game, he, I was wearing my Marcus Golden jersey, and and during the game, he actually tweeted me, hey Marcus Golden was trying to get your attention. I guess maybe during the sideline, he saw me in the jersey and wanted to wave or something, and I was like, man, sad I missed that. So at halftime. Uh, you know, when, when I knew they'd be coming back out, uh, you know, from the, from the tunnel, I kind of stood up and I was watching for Marcus. And as he came out, I just yelled Marcus and pointed at him and, and he saw me and waved and, uh, you know, saw that I was wearing the Marcus golden Jersey. So, uh, I appreciate, uh, the other guy, two, three, one for, uh, making me aware of that. So I at least, you know, got to, uh, you know, wave at Marcus and say, Hey, and that, that was really neat. You know, obviously love Marcus going, what he's, what he's meant to this organization, um, so, you know, that was a great experience. Um, and you know, I'll say like the fans there, you know, even though, you know, it's, it, this was a home game for the Falcons, they were great. No one was rude to me. You know, I had my, my Cardinals Jersey and everything, but, um, you know, I, I, it just, it was a good environment. I mean, they were energetic. They were excited about their team. You know, they, they I mean, they, they, they were definitely, uh, you know, high energy, but you know, no one, no one was rude or disrespectful or anything. So, you know, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the game, even though you know it didn't end up as a win. Though I know you know a lot of fans are happy about that in terms of draft position. Uh, but yeah, I had a really great experience. So, uh, you know, looking at the game, um, you know this this was a game that was a tight game. Um, it, there wasn't a lot of you know both both teams were were you know out of the playoffs. Uh, you know the Falcons are starting Desmond Ritter. 
Um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to see what he's got. So they've got a rookie starting who, you know, he's got no touchdowns or interceptions at this point in his career. So not a high powered offense, but, a, you know, a, seems to be a good decision maker. Um, and, you know, we know what's going on with the Cardinals backup at the offensive line. Um, you know, starting David Blau, a quarterback who's only been with the team for a few weeks now. We all know what's going on with the Cardinals. So, you know, this was not an exciting high-scoring game, but it was obviously a tight game. Went back and forth. You know, the, the lead changed multiple times, and, you know, it came down to a field goal at the end. Um, you know, so it was it was a good game as, you know, in terms of being competitive. I, I think, you know, it was probably a better showing by the defense. Uh, but, you know, the offense did some things at points, and there were some, there were some good points. Um you know, so it, it, it was an enjoyable game. It wasn't a terribly exciting game, but it was enjoyable, and there were some nice plays here and there. So, uh, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, that just kind of I noticed my observations from the game. Um, you know, like many people, I was impressed with what I saw from David Blau. Um, you know, obviously he's new in the building, um, you know, new in the offense, new with the organization. Uh, he's playing with backups, especially on the offensive line. But, you know, he did a really good job, um, you know, and watching it there in the stadium, got to see, you know, you know, he was doing a good job in terms of, you know, avoiding the pass rush, you know, kind of stepping up into the pocket and, you know, when he needed to. Um, and then, you know, making good decisions, you know, he didn't turn the ball over, uh, you know, he threw one ball into the end zone that was picked off, but it but, you know, there was an offsize penalty. So you know, that was a free play and that's what you do. You take a shot, right? So that certainly didn't count as an interception. And certainly I wouldn't hold that against him. Um, and I would say that I would actually chalk that up as a good decision. You know, you've got that offsides penalty. You take a shot deep and you hope that, you know, you hope that you get either a touchdown or, you know, or a pass interference and, you know, you take that penalty. But so, you know, um, overall he played really well and, I'll say he made some really nice throws. Um, you know, there were some great throws, including some that, you know, weren't caught. Uh, you know, I thought one of the best throws I saw of the game on either side was a throw that he uh, made deep, uh, David Blau deep uh, to Greg Dorch. Unfortunately, you know, Dorch, it went off his hands and, you know, we would have liked to have seen him catch that, but like it was, it was a perfect, you know, perfect spot. I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful spiral in just the right spot. And you know, obviously, unfortunately, the result wasn't, I, you know, wasn't a catch, but you know, that, you know, just saw some really nice things from him. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people probably feel this way that, you know, I'd like to see David Blau at minimum get a chance to compete, to be on this roster next year as, you know, you know, third string behind Colt, perhaps, you know, um, you know, essentially competing with Trace McSorley. And I know, you know, I mean, Colt McCoy is a veteran, you know, in, and, um, you know, David Blas is a little younger. So I don't know, maybe he's, he's a guy who could be that future backup. Um, you know, so overall I was just really impressed with what I saw from David Blau. Um, you know, it was, it was a nice game, especially considering the situation. Um, you know, there, there were other, a couple other players on offense that I, you know, thought had a really nice games. Obviously, you know, Trey McBride, um, you know, he's starting to look like the player we'd hoped he would be as a second round pick. You know, obviously he had his first career touchdown. 
Um, he led all Cardinals pass catches with seven receptions for seven, eight yards and had that touchdown, which um, I actually, you know, I, I was recording that with my phone. You know, they were they were at the, you know, in the red zone. And, you know, I, I figured, well, let's start recording in case something happens. And I, and I caught it and sent it out, uh, you know, on Twitter and I uh, put it uh, on YouTube as a short, his first career touchdown on uh, you know, it was a you know a little bit of a throw was a little bit off I think, but he made a nice catch and dove and uh, so it was really nice to see for Trey McBride and um, and you know he led all Cardinals offensive players with a PFF grade of seventy three point three. So yeah, I know not everyone's into PFF. I I think they do generally good work and are it's a useful metric. And um, anyway, you know he he you know played really well uh, all around and was you know, one of the better players on offense for the Cardinals that day. And, you know, um, I know there's a lot of, you know, people talk about, you know, they shouldn't have taken him. They, they needed to take a different position. Uh, it wasn't position need so on and so forth. And, you know, I get that argument. Um, you know, I think I, but I, you know, I think he's going to be a good player. I know people have been down on him because he's struggled early on, but, you know, tight ends take a while to get, you know, to get up to the speed of the NFL game. And, it's not usual for them to come out and play really well their rookie season. You know, it happens once in a while, but it's less common for tight ends to have an immediate impact than it is for wide receivers and certainly for running backs. You know, usually can jump right in and play well if they're if they're good. Uh, tight end takes time, and you know, I with with a player, you know, I, I just I feel like you know it's unless maybe you're talking about a running back you need to give a player at least through into their second year before you're really trying to assess if, if they're going to be a bust or not, you know, certainly going into this year, you know, people were down on Zayvon Collins and were concerned about him. And some people were calling him a bust. I, I wasn't, but, uh, and we see, you know, he's become the everyday Mike linebacker and has played really well this year. So, uh, you know, for anyone who's down on McBride, it, it's just way too early to, to, to you know be down on him when you understand that tight ends take time to develop. Uh, you know, let's see what's going on next year. But he's, I mean, if you, based on this game, you know, if this is kind of a, a launching off point and this is kind of what we can expect from him, that's what you would hope for from, you know, a tight end you take in the second round. Um, you know, so, you know, when, when he was drafted, I, I, I got that, you know, maybe it was a weird position to take at the time and even for me there were other players I would have rather taken just from you know based on what the Cardinals roster needed at the time it wasn't anything about him as a player I liked him as a player uh, but I, I always kind of thought that you know a couple years from now Cardinals fans are I think are really going to be glad we have him on the roster he's, I think he's based on his personality and and you know, and the kind of player he is, I I think he's going to be a fan favorite. And anyone who's kind of down on him now, I'm I'm hopeful that they're going to, you know, kind of uh, have kind of a turnaround in, in how they feel about him. But anyway, it was really great to see McBride have a nice game. Really, really pulling for him. Seems like a nice kid, and it was it was nice to see him get his first touchdown. Um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, James Conner, I thought had a nice game. Uh, you know, I think he averaged like 4.9 yards per carry ran hard. Um, I know again, some people are down on Conner. I know he's been banged up this year. He's not a speed back. You know, we need a change of pace back. We need someone who, you know, can has home run threat, you know, sort of potential. 
Um, we, we really don't have that person on the roster right now. I think we need to draft a running back on day three this year, someone with more speed, that change of pace back, for kind of third down back. But um, for what Connor does as that, that guy who can, you know, be a power back in goal line in short yardage situations and, you know, can play some on early downs, you know, he is a really good running back as part of a rotation. And I, I I really am looking forward to seeing what he can do when they get this offensive line fixed and when they can maybe get some more help in there with, you know, add, add some, you know, add, add a, a more of a speed back to kind of for that change of pace. Um, you know, if you can have a, a running back by committee with James Conner as your power back uh, and then have someone who's a change of, pa- uh, you know, change of pace back with more speed and, you know, a little more, uh, open field kind of, uh, you know, player, that can be a really, really nice running back room. Um, so, you know, it's, but, you know, James Conner, you know, playing, again, running behind an offensive line with, that's mostly backups, you know, I think has been running hard and, and playing well this year. Um, I, I, I think he's had a good year despite what, what some might think. Um, and it was nice to see him continue to run hard. Um now on the defensive side, it was interesting, you know, the Cardinals struggled with pass rush. J.J. Watt got a sack, um, you know, and obviously J.J. Watt, you know, uh, you know all-time great, uh, going to Hall of Fame, uh, you know, as soon as he's eligible. Um, you know, but th- they struggled to get, you know, any, any pass rush besides j- that one sack from J.J. Watt, it felt like. But it is worth noting that um, – the Falcons actually have a really, really good offensive line. Uh, they've got some nice young players uh, that have really developed nicely. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with the Falcons, maybe that's just not something that, you know, you were aware of. Uh, but they've got a couple guys that they drafted in the first round, uh, you know, a couple years ago. I think Lindstrom, I believe, is one of them. Um, and I'm going to look them up right now. So their offensive line is let's see they've got left left tackle they've got uh jake matthews you know who's solid he, pff grade of 75.4 this year left guard they've got matt hennessy a, a third round pick in 2020 he's got a pff grade of 78.3 uh their center is drew dalman a fourth round pick last year you know he's, he's maybe the quote-unquote weak link uh, with a pff grade of 65.1 but the right guard, Chris Lindstrom, first round pick from a couple from 2019, PFF grade of 95.0. He has just been a revelation for them. And the right tackle, they also in that same draft, they uh, Caleb McGarry, first round pick, um, PFF grade of 86.1. So, you know. The Cardinals struggled with pass rush. They have struggled with their pass rush all year. You know, we, we've seen some flashes from the rookies, Sanders and Thomas. We want to see more from them. You know, Marcus Golden, as much as we love him, has had a down year. You know, we, we you know, Dennis Gardeck hasn't really done much in terms of sack production. He's, you know, done good in, in other areas. But um, so, you know, they, they've struggled against you know, getting, uh, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback. And it, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise that they struggled against a really good offensive line. Um, so, you know, that, that, that was tough. And then, you know, the, the Cardinals had their three uh, top cornerbacks all were out, right? Byron Murphy, Jr., Byron Murphy Jr., Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, all out. So, you know, Christian Matthew uh, was the, the cornerback number one. You know, our, our rookie that we drafted out of Valdosta State University, 
Um, and then we had Chase Whitaker, you know, who's been, you know, really, really struggled. You know, he was, he's been, he, you know, he's with, he was with the team and then he was released and now he's back and, you know, he's, he's, he's struggled and a lot. Uh, so, you know, those were the two, the two cornerbacks through most of the game. Um, you know, the Cardinals, uh, you know, play, you know, uh, Isaiah Simmons, Summit corner back in slot corner but um christian matthew actually had a really good game um you know the you know the cardinals didn't give up any touchdowns the falcons had no pass catchers with over 50 yards i think their uh best was with 49 yards um now granted again this is a rookie uh quarterback and you know um aside from drake london they don't really have any noteworthy pass catchers that are healthy right now um, but Matthew still played a solid game, and you know Drake London's a good receiver. He's a big body receiver who can get separation um, by you by using position. He's not a speedster, but he has got you know good route running ability, and, and you know and he, London has been a really good receiver for for them. And um, you know with Christian Matthew, a big cornerback, you know uh, manned up against him, and, and I thought did a really good job. And uh, you know, and he graded, uh, had a PFF grade of 84.0 and had a coverage grade of 83.4, which is outstanding. Uh, he was the highest graded player uh, amongst all Cardinals players. So, you know, that was that was nice to see, right? You know, the, he was, you know, kind of a question mark when they drafted him late. You know, a 25-year-old rookie out of Valdosta State, uh, uh, State University here in Georgia. Uh, you know, he wasn't on anyone's radar. Uh, you know, I... You know, I do. I follow the you know draft prospects leading up to the draft, and you know, do a lot of mock drafts, and uh, you know, I'm, I didn't know who he was. So, um, you know, but he's 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 got physical tools, uh, you know, that you can work with. In fact, um, if you look at his pre-draft measurables, like you know his height, weight, uh, his forty-yard dash time, all those things, the player he actually, in terms of just of his physical traits and his measurements and his testing that he actually resembles, believe it or not, is Richard Sherman, like in terms of his, his speed and, and everything. Now, I'm not saying he's Richard Sherman or going to be Richard Sherman. You know, obviously, there's a lot of things that make a player who they are, not just their physical traits, you know, their their, their decision-making, their, their tenacity, how they play the position, um, you know, but purely based on physical traits, that's the kind of player Christian Matthew comps with. Um, so, you know, will he be anywhere near as good or have as good of a career as, uh, you know, Richard Sherman? Unlikely because Richard Sherman, you know, had a really good career, whatever you might think of his personality. Uh, but, you know, what that does tell me, though, is, you know, Christian Matthew has the tools to be an NFL cornerback in terms of his physical traits. You know, there are players with his his profile that have been successful if he, you know, can get the nuances of the game down and everything. So it was encouraging to see him have a good game, uh, you know, and, you know, I talked about recently how Marco Wilson has really developed nicely. I did a video recently about his, you know, play of late and, you know, Byron Murphy Jr. obviously is injured right now, but, you know, he, he's been good for the team and Antonio Hamilton's, you know, been solid when he's been healthy. So, you know, as much as cornerback has been a concern over the years recently for the Cardinals, um, you know, they, they've got some players that are developing nicely. Now, 
I think I'd still like to see them get a true number one cornerback. Um, you know, maybe draft someone early in the draft and, and then kind of figure out, you know, how to, how to work that out. You know, Tony Hamilton's been a nice player for them, but he's actually, you know, older than you might think. He's kind of a journeyman. Um, you know, I think I want to say he's, he's somewhere around 30 years old or close to it. Uh, you know, so, you know, they they need to kind of get some guys and develop. And, we, you know, Byron Murphy Jr., we'd like to have him back, but we don't know in terms of free agency. You know, we don't know for sure if they're going to bring him back. So anyway, though, they're, you know, it was nice to see Matthew have a good game. If nothing else, what that tells you, you know, what he could be for depth. Uh, if not, eventually, you know, more. Um, so, you know, that, that was nice to see, um, you know, it, we saw when you, I know one of the things I noticed and saw at the game is that Isaiah Simmons played a lot of safety with, with Buda Baker out, uh, he was, you know, watching, watching the defensive backs warm up. Isaiah Simmons was warming up with the, with the safeties and, you know, we all know he's, you know, he's, he's, he, he's, you know, six, four, I think. And, you know, he's, he's a big guy for, for. A defensive back and he's really more of a linebackers you know kind of how they've played him although lately he's been more of a slot corner he's you know he's that that kind of versatile chess piece but it just watching him warm up with those safeties kind of in person just seeing how like you know how much you know taller he was he, you know he had four to five inches on on all of them um but we know he's also you know every bit as fast as those guys it's just it, what an amazing athlete Isaiah Simmons is at top 1% of the 1% of 1% of, of human beings, uh, what he can, what he can do physically. Um, but yeah, he, you know, they played him a lot in safety. It seemed like, and they really kind of dropped him deep. It seemed like he was like the, the deep safety. I, I just remember seeing him backpedaling a lot, you know, as the plays unfolded for that, that deep safety. And so, you know, that was interesting. You know, you figure you'd like to see him a little closer to the line of scrimmage, but I know, you know, with Buddha out, they kind of had to do what they did. Um, so that was interesting, you know, just to see that, observe that. So, um, and then, you know, uh, obviously Matt Prater, he missed the one kick, but I think the snap was a little bit off. Uh, you know, and they, they, you know, you probably know the Cardinals, you know, uh, were dealing with a new long snapper, someone that just brought in because Aaron Brewer was injured. Um, so, you know, that, I think there was a little bit something weird with the snaps that, that might've impacted that. Um, but you know, uh, Prater aside from that, you know, I mean, had some nice kicks, a 50 something yard kick, you know, towards the end. And so, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't, you know, you want to win even, well, maybe some Cardinals fans don't want because of the draft position, but it wasn't the outcome you want. But I tell you, I, I had a great experience. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, and then afterwards, uh, you know, met up with another gentleman, uh, Rashad uh, Paynes, who's uh, part of the, the Cardinal Rule kind of community. And uh, we went and had dinner with him and hung out with him, talked Cardinals. So, uh, Rashad, shout out to you, man. It was good hanging out with you. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Uh, you know, I, I, I look forward to going to more Cardinals uh, road games, you know, as I get the chance Um and someday, hopefully, maybe get to Phoenix, and get a get a home game. So, anyway, well, I wanted to kind of share my observations and my experience. Uh, you know, going to the the, the Falcons game, um, and uh, you know, we have one game left against the 49ers, and you know, that's that's going to be hard to see us winning that game. So, probably going to end up, uh, you know, with with that early pick that the fans are hoping for, and. It'd be interesting to see if we get a shot at Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Uh, I think that's who most fans are looking at. 
uh, with with those early uh, with those you know, with that early pick. So um, anyway, thanks thanks for listening. Uh, you know, if you aren't subscribed to the Cardinal Rule on YouTube, please be sure and do that. Uh, if you aren't subscribed on the podcast, please subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be doing a few of these standalone podcasts in addition to. Uh, the live streams that I post on the podcast channel. So thanks for listening, uh, and we will talk to you next time. Peace.